Hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I am Mark Israel, founder, CEO, startup coach, university lecturer, engineers, and I'll stop there, and, but human being. Uh, and I have the pleasure of being your host for this episode. We continue hosting startups who will be participating in Angel Fair Africa, unfortunately postponed to February, but we are not postponing our reviews and interviews of startupers. And so today I have the immense pleasure of welcoming somebody I knew from a previous life. So I'm welcoming Warren from Kipepeo. Hey, Warren, how are you? Hi there, Mark. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Um, I've been listening to the podcast quite a Ooh. bit as well. Uh, I've been following you guys for a little bit of time now. It's been, what, maybe a, a year since we haven't seen each other. Yep. So I've been following on that as well. So that I've enjoyed every aspect of it um, and so glad to be on it now. So, Ooh. yeah, I'm Warren, co-founder of Kipipeo, um, a local, uh, local business. We're uh, basically a SaaS marketplace offering real-time booking and management solutions to beauty and wellness professionals. Um, at the same time, connecting them to customers. So if I would have to say it maybe differently, we're an online marketplace, okay. giving tools to professionals and helping them connect with their customers. Okay, so you're a one-stop shop for beauty parlor. Beauty and wellness profession. Wellness, okay. But yes, beauty wellness and wellness as well. So because we we've we it's interesting because uh, a lot of people that when we when we say that it's the the beauty that always sticks and we kind of like drop off with the wellness. Um, but it's interesting because wellness will englobe like nutritionists, yoga instructors, personal therapists, uh, personal trainers, um, and people people like that mm -hmm. that also would eventually need a type of calendar where they can take their bookings or yep. have visibility for people to find out what they do. Um, so those people also fall under that wellness category. Okay. So, yeah. but, but, but listening to you, you can, you can even expand to um, MDs, um, you know, doctors or health professionals somehow. We, for the moment, we 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 haven't thought of associating ourselves into the medical profession yet because um, some medical professionals either cannot or do not want to be associated to, I wouldn't say a platform, but um, it's, I think, the reason why we haven't gone ventured there yet is I think there's uh, a little bit more regulatory issues than okay. just having a wellness professional and having uh, beauty professionals on there. Mm. Um, so yeah. due Help. to that, mm. due, exactly. So due to that, decided to stay uh, to beauty and wellness profession within the beauty and wellness industry. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it seems to be going good for the moment. Cool. Cool. So no, that's 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. Health health definitely a, a regulated industry, so it's always trickier uh, to go there, particularly for data protection issues and data privacy sure. and stuff like that. So I got that. Cool. So so actually, you you stole my first question. So 
that's fantastic um so so great so so you set up keep so i understand you have a co-founder uh as well i do so uh my co-founder has been in this uh industry for the last 10 12 okay years she was she was born in africa she spent a lot of time in europe um, and she also set up beauty salons in uh, United Arab Emirates, okay. and uh, she helped people build businesses that way. Okay. And um, coming here, she she found, well, she's in the industry and the struggles. She was asking herself that why question that we ask ourselves a lot, and um, we she she saw that there was this lack of, well, mostly in Mauritius as well, but across Africa, we'll get to Africa as well. Mm -hmm. But um, in Mauritius is a lack of the visibility of all of these nail artists, hairdressers. We, we know some names across the island, but there's so much talent out there. And mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. very, uh, the, the talent is either uh, well, submerged with all of the work that they do, so they don't can't actually, you know, visibility and marketing and everything isn't something that they can focus on. Mm -hmm. um, and they have their little their little clientele. And the thing is that we identified is that it's hard for a lot of them to manage um, their inventory, uh, taking calls, having a manual logbook, um, all of these things. So, hello, Kipipeo. No, that I, I fully I fully understand. So yeah, small businesses are all over the place. They're generally uh, well sole sole proprietor. They are running everything from stock to bookkeeping exactly. to everything. So it's a kind of a, of a headache. So so tell me, uh, Warren. So so you've been in. So you started Keep It Real uh, with with your co-founder. So what what were some of the challenges that basically you encountered while setting up and growing the business and, and what really motivated you to go beyond those challenges? Well, I, th I think that um, some of the biggest challenges are things that we don't usually factor in. It's okay. always, it's always, it's always things that are going to be okay. We, we, we'd want to build a platform. Let's build a website. Um, oh, but I didn't know that we have to. There's like, um, um, it could be things from not knowing or not doing the research of the, the pricing of servers or hosting something. It can give anything from that to uh, finding difficulty of gain, gaining, oh, for us, is tract was, um, was traction, yeah. um, getting, uh, getting people onboarded, actually getting people to understand, working on the message. Um, actually, challenge, what's really challenging as well is being able to be, you know, uh, make a living from something that's, mm. that's growing at the same time. And well, I came from a place where uh, the challenge is not having a job. And um, so I was unemployed while moving into this position, uh, pulling through and um, the hard, I mean, the challenges and the hardships, you, it could be professional, it's professional, but it's also personal on a personal mm. level at the same time. Um, and some of those challenges were actually, you know, 
getting out there, getting on the road, going to knock on the doors and saying, hey, guys, uh, this is who we are. This is what we do. Uh, are you yeah. interested? This is how we can help you. And it's, yeah. it's difficult to, to, and sometimes when someone tells you no, and someone tells you no, and someone tells you no, or you're not <laughs> telling the story correctly, or yeah. you realize that the story you're saying is not resonating with the people, yeah. Yeah. you tell yourself, okay, uh, now we have to go back. We have to ask ourselves questions and either, and, and to me, on a personal level, that's something that it's not going to stop me from wanting to do what we're doing. It's just, I ask the question, why? Why is it not working? And I look for the answers of, okay, how do we change a message, change the way people understand something? There is something we can do. We just need to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and actually, so when I was, when I say when I was a salesman, but I think that everybody's a salesman at one point in time. So uh, you, have, you have to sell something to anybody every day. So, uh, um, sure. But, but the, the, the whole saying is that uh, every nose uh, will, will make you closer to the first yes. So um, as, as long as you accept, sure. you accept that. And sometimes it may be difficult. Uh, it's just, well, you, you, you knock on the door, the guy said no. Okay, you knock on the next door, and the guy said no. And you knock on the next door, it says, well, I'm never going to make it. <laughs> and then the it's first really yes is, oh, oh, fantastic. I got a yes. <laughs> and, that, and, it's, and it's so fascinating because after 10 no's, you get that one yes. It fuels you for the next 20 no's. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go through this. I can make it. Yes, I got that one yes. I can get another one. Exactly, and, uh, <laughs> and that's why the and, and I'm I'm not sure it's still valid, but but back in time and back in time, not so long ago, but a couple of years ago, Xerox the Xerox uh, school basically of selling of selling was very valuable okay. because basically every every guy who went to Xerox uh, at the time they were selling basically photocopier, and so the when when you were higher there, they give you basically a, a, a prospect list, you know, that thick says, well, boy. Your job is to sell 20 of those copiers in the next 30 days. Okay. And basically, you had a list of customers and a phone. Hello, Mr. Customer. Do you need a photocopier? Cold calling. No. Thank way. you. Bye bye. Boom. <laughs> and calling and calling and calling and calling. And, and the guy who basically, you know, succeeded, well, we were promoted and blah, blah, blah. But they were learning the tricks exactly as you said. And I think that's an important point, actually, that. Many, um, many young entrepreneurs tend to forget is that, well, not only you need to go and, and sell, I think, which is the first skill that you have to acquire, but not only that, it's just every time you get a no is asking, what did I, didn't, didn't, well, did I do wrong or how can I tweak things and, and rethink the way you approach basically uh, the art mm -hmm. of selling. So I think it's, uh, it's sure, critical. Sure, sure. So talking, talking of that, uh, what was your, well, what is, I don't know whether you have, we have some, but what's your biggest failure so far? And, and, and you, may, you may not call that failure. And I know that the term is loaded, actually. Um, so because failing seems to be, well, you know, that's, uh, well, okay, we, fail, we fall flat on the face and that's kind of horrible. Uh, that could be an obstacle Marketing that campaigns. was higher. Yeah, go ahead. For example market uh, type of marketing campaign thinking yeah. that you are driving the right message to the right people and you're going through social media because it's 
you know that's where your target audience is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, when you run a campaign and you expect to get certain types of results, but it just doesn't bring in those results and there's no conversion, um, then you're like, okay, that, that, that flopped, that tanked. Yeah. And then you, you've put some money into there. Um, it didn't work. You luckily, um, luckily, well, when you're running through budgets and everything, you don't wait until the budget is ending. You see that it's tanking. You pause mm -hmm, the campaign, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. sit back, you reevaluate, and either you work it all over again and you redistribute the budget to something that might be working, or you just stop that campaign and do something different completely. So, and, and that's, yeah, and that's, I mean, in marketing campaigns. And that's, and that's an interesting, that yeah, that's an interesting point because um, a lot of startups I'm, I'm meeting basically when you ask them, okay, what is your customer acquisition strategy? How will you grow? Blah, blah, blah. The first thing that comes to mind almost immediately was, well, we're going to do Facebook campaigns and uh, Instagram and TikToks and blah, 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 and everything. And, and my thing is that, okay, okay, so let's talk about that. So what is your conversion rate? What are you looming at? Uh, what is your key uh, target? Have you thought about it really? And, and then, you know, you start to, people are scratching their head. So, so in your case, when your marketing campaign did not work, do you know why it failed? And what did you learn from that? So basically, um, when you're, when you're doing a campaign or when you're doing marketing, you've got a message, you know, you have your, you've got your persona, you yep. have your target, uh, your target audience, and it runs through this whole process before you actually get to your message. And then you're like, okay, then you go into your, you go into your backend, your dashboards, and you put in your demographics, put in all the targeting and mm -hmm. everything else. Um, I, th I think, I think um, sometimes, you you choose the wrong objective, which was one of the cases where the objective, where the initial objective, sorry, was um, website conversion, where mm -hmm. you go to the website and a conversion would be to um, actually go through a pre-register form, mm -hmm. and we're drive we're driving. Um, so we would be, let's say, um, metrics would be like, you know, okay, uh, 20,000 uh, impressions, 30,000 impressions. Mm -hmm. You'd get um, around, out of that, we'd, I'd get maybe uh, 60, 70, 80 clicks to the website. But out of those clicks, uh, I think we have, we had maybe five, Eight no eight uh, pre-register pre-registering. So obviously that funnel go you you've got that yeah. funnel, um, but that funnel was very weak. So okay. we we stopped and we reviewed and the messaging was maybe uh, we realized that the visual and the message uh, wasn't I want to say coherent but somehow it just maybe didn't work. Um, and then what we did, we used a friendly face. We used someone that was in the industry uh, that actually uses Kipibeo and that has kind of a voice. And we did a video 
and we decided to use that and we're getting traction when i say traction we're getting pre-registering mm-hmm. people are pre-registering on the website and it's driving traffic and it's working yeah so that's fantastic <laughs> yes <laughs> That's that's uh, and again, it, it it is a challenge sometimes to to because not everyone has access to uh, marketing agencies True. or the budgets to marketing agencies. Yeah. And then when you're sitting now, and when you're when you're solopreneurs or you're a co-founder or something, sometimes when you do every we do everything ourselves. We do yeah. a lot of everything ourselves, and then you go figure out uh, tools that you know, you don't usually use or you jump onto Photoshop or you use Canva or you use all these weird and wonderful tools to be able to say, and you, and then at the end of the day, are you like that, your baby that you created, you're just so attached to it. And you're like, ah, I love the work that I did, put it out there. And then everyone rejects your baby. And you're like, oh my, sometimes, sometimes you know, that the, your baby should just be, you know, uh, it just—it's not a pretty baby. That's it. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, babies yeah. aren't pretty. That's it. <laughs> for the mother, the mother here, she's for sure, pretty. for sure. <laughs> but I understand so, the feeling. But yeah, exactly. Got it. So um, you can't always get it right, and True. that's some, something that through that we've learned is that it doesn't matter on our personal feeling or our personal what we feel personally about an ad or personally about something we have to let the figures talk yeah even though i even though i think that this type of person should be on the ad or this wording should be used that's great because then you have a b testing you can put the two different versions or the three versions and that's where you go and say okay all the babies go out there may the prettiest win (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, and that's and, and and i think that's that's another very key aspect thanks for sharing it's just yeah when i first of all don't take that personal well don't take it too personal it's not about you it's about what you do and sometimes well you know you're not perfect nobody's perfect uh but that testing testing is very key so yeah so do do two versions three versions let's see what works best no preconceived idea sometimes the worst well the thing that you said this is ugly works woo, like a charm right yeah. but you don't never know i've seen never i've know. seen it happen before yeah <laughs> so let's let's move forward so how do you see kipepeo um in a few months or years you know basically when it's uh, getting traction and everything so where where is the sky where is the limit where are we going yeah well mark honestly we're we're very grateful to be starting in Mauritius and we 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 find that we have the next six the next three to six months for us is pretty pretty crucial pretty critical um to gain traction so um we've been working very hard as we're talking now like the campaigns are going through and this it's something very recent so we're we're going through that right now uh my co-founder and i were jumping in our cars and going walking the streets and we're actually when i say walking the streets that's not great but (laughs) we're going door to door um i got it uh, (laughs) everything 
What do you and think? Um, so right now we're we're in that phase of we need to gain the traction and we need to onboard and we need to get people using the platform. Um, our aim and objective is to between next three and six months at least have 150 to 250 um, professionals that are paying and using our service. Okay. Um, by and by that, um, we we're also focusing on the professionals because if if we're going to talk about marketplace and platform, um, there's always this chicken and egg kind of effect where okay, are we going to focus on professionals? Are we going to focus on the, the the people that are actually booking? And we decided that we're going to be focusing on the professionals. Um, because we, we need professionals on the platform for people to choose. But by helping these professionals uh, be more efficient and drive more bookings towards their, their business, um, they will get their clients to use it. So they, automatically, we will be onload, onboarding uh, customers and users at the same time. That will be word of mouth and Mauritius isn't that big so it should be that's why we're saying between three to six months we're trying okay. to target that 150 well 150 to 250 that's a lot um it's a big discrepancy but yeah 175 uh professionals on board okay okay cool um getting close to the end i got two two important questions for you so the first one okay. that goes you know that may help you getting to those 250 professionals is <laughs> what what are what, what could you say are your three or maybe it's one or two uh, just up to three unique selling propositions yeah so our usps is mainly focused on the calendar and bookings business management and marketing tools. um those are the three main usps for our professionals um we provide them with a marketplace where they get visibility uh, people can actually see what they do. They can book online directly 24-7. What's great is that we have mobile apps. The apps are actually going to be available in a week's time, so people can actually download them and use them. Mm -hmm. um, so the professional will be able to have their app um, and see all of their bookings. If you're a salon owner and you have multiple people working with you as well, um, you, each of your employees have their own uh, view on the calendar too. So everyone manages their, their scheduling. Um, for the clients, what's amazing is that you can be at six o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock at night, 24 seven, you can make a booking. So what's great about that, um, and from the research that we've seen is that 80% of bookings, nearly up to 80% of bookings happen out of office hours. Mm. It's basically when the when when a mom gets home and she she's tired, um, she checks out her nails and she's like, oh goodness, I need to get my nails done. Or when I'm in the shower and I'm stroking, I mean, I have my face and it's like, oh, my beard is, you know, I want I need to get a beard trim or something. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, yeah, um, business management tools as well is your inventory management uh, so that you can manage your stock. Um, you can see what's interesting is that you also have online payments 
so you can see how how much you're doing this month you have a dashboard you can see you can see your business in a glance basically mm. uh, okay. you can have a snapshot of how your business is doing how your how your assets or how your human resource in the human resource wise how your team is doing uh, individually and as a company together um, yeah that that's where that really yeah it takes it when you when you think about it and you write it and then when you talk about it it's completely different um, <laughs> yeah so but basically you can you can run your business on your phone it's your business exactly. is in your pocket you can uh-huh. you can run your business from the pump if an investor was ready to invest half a million dollars in your business what would you yes. do with it I would invest in proprietary technology uh, okay. on our own proprietary technology. Um, I would invest in the um, uh, research and development, human resources, and marketing. Thank you very much, Warren. You're and very welcome, Mark. To everybody who tuned up and listened and are still listening to this episode of uh, Entrepreneur Stoke Africa. So you've been listening to Entrepreneur Stoke Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder and CEO of the Talk Collective, the company behind Entrepreneurs Talk Africa. And today we had the immense pleasure of hosting Warren, co-founder of KPPO. You'll find references, links to the website, and of course, be able to register on the platform in the show notes. So before our next episode, thank you for taking two seconds uh, just to leave us five stars on your podcast app you're using. It really helps us and thank you in advance and see you next for more inspiration and actions from across the African continent.